Hi everybody, I'm Connie Bowman. Thanks for listening to Happy Healthy You. You know, the holidays can be a really tough time for some people. If you know of anyone who is struggling right now, I have a couple of ideas for you. First, have them listen to this podcast, of course. And second, check out a couple of new offerings. My new book, Back to Happy, A Journey of Hope, Healing, and Waking Up, is available at Amazon.com now. And its companion journal, Gratitude, Grace, and God Things, is also up at Amazon. The journal is just one of those ways we can get back to happy after a loss or a major life event, and I really love the process of reflection I take you through in this journal. The book is my own story of getting back to happy after the loss of my first child, Megan. For more information, go to backtohappybook.com. And whatever you celebrate this holiday season, may it be a sacred, happy, healthy time for you and those you love. podcast today uh, about a week after my birthday. And on my birthday, I won't mention exactly how old I am. Not that I really care, but (laughs) on my birthday, I told my husband, I decided I wanted my life to be a little bit more uh, balanced and harmonious and elegant. And I, I tried to come up with all the words to describe what it was that I was looking for in my life. Like, it's sort of like, I'm tired of like standing up at the counter and eating and and not taking the time to appreciate life. And so I do this thing called, uh, it's a theological reflection that I've learned from my um, EFM. I go to this EFM group. It's a group of spiritual like-minded people and we meet every week and we do these things called spiritual reflections and they're awesome. And so like I came up with all these different words that describe what I'm going for, like graceful, elegant, simple, beautiful, balanced, harmonious, mindful, gracious, lovely, and precious. And then what you do is you take all of those words and you come up with the one word that is sort of describes it. And I think precious was a good word for it. And then you break it down into two different categories. And one is what does the culture say about it? And then the other is what is the sacred meaning or the what does your spiritual uh, background say about it? So Precious, I I was like the culture is like diamonds, valuable, one of a kind. There's a movie called Precious, you know, and I, you know, sometimes you can come up with a song or a book or so the background uh, from my spiritual uh, background, which is Christian is like holy, sacred, baby Jesus, virginity of Mary was precious, which is kind of weird, but uh, gifts of the wise men were precious. And so then you take all those ideas and you come up with a belief. A belief statement based on all of those. I love this process because it really brings brings it in. And so the belief is that I, this is my belief, that life is precious and small tokens can be precious. People can be precious, but appreciation makes us precious. So then you, then you create the final uh, thing that you do with this reflection process is you come up with an action statement. And the action statement that I came up with is, I am going to appreciate things more in the moment, small things and big things. So then, of course, there's always a God thing that goes with it. Today, I'm talking to Andy Hayes, and he's the founder of PlumDeluxe.com. And it's this awesome website that helps you create moments that matter. Of course, right? 
just a week after I decided that this is this is my new sort of resolution for my new birthday year. So he started Plum Deluxe in 2007. It's an online community to foster a national conversation about mindfulness and connection. And he encourages individuals to create moments that matter with friends and family, whether it's hosting a dinner party, going to a yoga class, or treating yourself to a spa day with a friend, or just finding time during during your daily routine to include more self-care. So I'm so excited to talk to Andy Hayes. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Andy. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. I love your podcast and I love the the synchronicity. That's awesome. Oh, there's always synchronicity, isn't there? I think when you're living this life, it's like every day is a miracle, really, really. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And I want some of that group action. That sounds like a great oh, group. Oh my gosh, it's been so <laughs> inspiring. Now, I was raised Episcopalian, which is sort of a generic, and I haven't been, I have to say, I haven't been to church a whole lot in the last <laughs> several years, but I do... I, I feel called to go back to my roots lately. And so I joined this group, which is is really what I like. I mean, I can go to church, but I don't, honestly, I don't get as much out of it as I get out of this group because it just takes us deeper in this theological reflection. You guys look it up, theological reflection, it's called. And you can probably do it with any kind of a spiritual background, just using the sacred texts or anything sacred that you you want to bring in it really helps you just kind of hone in on what it is that you're going for because i just couldn't put my finger on it you know what it was that i was missing that i felt like i really just wanted to i mean my life is great but i wanted to tweak it a little bit so mm. so tell me about plum deluxe on your site it's just beautiful i felt like i wanted to just fall in there <laughs> Oh, you, you have you have so many great ideas for uh, living mindfully, and your tea looks amazing. You have those weekend. You have you have all kinds of ways too. But one of them was weekend ideas, and I I found myself just like going, oh, I want to go there. I want to go there. I want to go there. So, so mission tell, accomplished. Yes, totally. So tell me about how you were inspired by your mom, and how her experience and the way she really lived inspired you to create this website and this business and you're following your bliss and doing everything I talk about on my podcast. Yes, yes. Um, well, I'm kind of a technology guy by background and that's where I started my career. And after two or three different corporate acquisitions, I found myself in a very toxic work environment, mm. not by my choice. Sure. And I actually got to the point where I was actually experiencing a lot of health issues because of the work environment, you know, um, skin rashes, headaches, migraines, you know, that kind of thing. And it's easy to talk about now, but at the time I didn't really connect the two. I didn't realize that my work was actually making me sick. Thankfully, someone kind of pointed, pointed me in the right direction and said, yo, you know, this is not, you, you know, you're in the wrong place. You need to move on. So I'm really appreciative, you know, for kind of those little people mm. that help you along the way. And so this Project manager that worked for me said, Andy, you got to get out of here. This is just not, it's just not working for you. Um, and I said, yeah, I think you're right. And I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I did remember that when I was a kid, I would staple together pieces of paper and make little magazines. And so I thought, well, I'll start a magazine. That would be really fun. And I'm very thankful for the, the fact that I was living in Edinburgh, Scotland at the time. And there was this group of entrepreneurs there that I was hanging out with and I told them about my, you know, pie in the sky idea. And they said, well, maybe you should do the online first. 
because your your timing is perfect. You know, Facebook pages that just came out and WordPress, which a lot of bloggers are using now, had just come, you know, just come out. So I thought, well, um, maybe you're right. Maybe I will do that. So I, I started down a path of trying to, you know, put my put my opinions out there, put some thoughts out there. And a lot of it was about travel and um, you know, I was living, I, I lived in Europe for a long time then. So, so people were really interested in, you know, my adventures and mm-hmm. wh- what I was, what I was doing there. But, it, but slowly over time, I, I noticed that people were really interested in the food and wine. And I thought, well, that's obvious because people eat and drink every day and they don't travel every day. So, so I thought, hmm, I really need to work on shifting my focus into a place that I can really impact people on a daily basis or really, you know, affect change, not just like the one week of their year that they travel, right? And, right. and there's kind of some irony in there, right? Because I think a lot of us, we kind of um, embrace a, a whole new personality when we travel. It's like where we let our hair down, we kind of um, treat ourselves to things we wouldn't do at home. And we, you know, just are, live a little more vividly than we sometimes allow ourselves to do at home. So it's kind of interesting that I, I got here via the via the travel piece. But um, what, what happened right as I was honing in on this this idea of like what what is my real purpose and mission with trying to build this website this community Um, my mother who had had breast cancer for six years had passed and it was that moment that really it dawned on me is is some of her life philosophy was what i was trying to talk about and not doing such a good job at Um, back when i was a kid back when i was making those little (laughs) magazine things my mom uh, baked cakes for a living as a side hustle. And of course, I didn't know as a kid that that was because she was always short on money and it was like kind of an extra income thing. I thought it was just because it was cool. Uh, and of course, I thought it was cool because I get to lick the beaters and see these yeah. amazing cakes. And I thought it was yeah. so creative and fun. And um, and I just remember my mom at that point in her life being really full of joy and and like always looking for ways to have fun. You know, it was always, there was always like some kind of treat to look forward to, a ritual, something exciting. And I actually saw that in her again, very strong when she was ill. And and I, I think that the cancer piece really awakened kind of that inner child in her. And I, and I thought, well, if we can, if someone who's in that um, difficult situation can run off with her girlfriends for the weekend, can run 10K races all the time, can um, really live it up, then why can't we all do that without mm. needing to have some kind of, you know, a negative event, for lack of a better word? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, time is precious, and sometimes we don't value it until we have less of it, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, I just read a book. I, I had one of those events. I lost a child, and I'm just finishing a book Uh, called Back to Happy. It'll come out hopefully before the end of the year. But my last chapter is talking about just what you're saying with your mom, how really the happiest people have made peace with death. I mean, it sounds kind of morbid, but when you make peace with death, you have nothing to fear and your life Uh is joy. Uh And I, I think as hard as it sounds, that's, that's really the key to living a great life. But, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, what a special right. person your mom must have been. So so you started this business, which sound, seemed to evolve, and I love that you say you made magazines as a kid because, <laughs> you. I mean, that gave you joy as a kid. When I was a kid, guess what I did? 
I uh, tell me. Did I created you... well. I d- always did plays. My I would organize plays, when, which I'm an actress, so uh, yeah. I would organize these plays. And my at my grandparents' house, they had this um, this. It was like the living room, but they call it in the South, they call it a parlor, and it had these sliding doors that would open and close. So that was our stage. And I would oh, cool. set up a stage <laughs> and we I would produce all of these plays and make everybody, you know, I would direct and, and of course I was the star and whatever. But then <laughs> in the I. In the parlor I, with Connie. <laughs> yes, in the parlor with Connie, which. Um, Speaking of being at peace with death, that was the same parlor where my grandfather was laid out. That's like a big, big Southern custom. And I was not at peace with that at all. I was scared that (laughs) poop out of me when I was a kid. But anyway, I digress. So the other thing I did was um, I would do radio, produce radio shows with my little tape recorder and I would make commercials. And here I, this is, this is what I do, voiceover. I love it. I love it. Tuned in. Yeah. So going back to what we love as kids can really help us tap into what our bliss is. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. So, so let's talk about, uh, the plum deluxe and, um, tell me what does it mean to you to make moments that matter? Like, what does that mean when, when we say that? Well, you know, I, I, I started, I, I was thinking, you know, what's the big mission here? And for me, the big mission to me is, is to carry on a conversation about living a good life. And a lot of people talk about that concept and it's really big. It's really kind of hard to get your head around. Mm-hmm. You know, if I say like, Connie, like, you know, are you living a good life? You kind of, you know, a lot of us like freeze up like, well, I'm not really sure. Like, give me a minute to think about it. <laughs> and so I wanted to take the edge off that conversation and help us kind of get there slowly and what I think is that really, you know, a good life happens in very small chunks, and I call those moments. So, for example, um, one way to start to live a better life, you know, because good is relative, right? So I'll, I'll say better, is looking at your mornings. So, you know, I have a lot of people come to me and say, like, oh, you know, one of my biggest stresses is, you know, my morning. I'm always late, and I start off late, and the rest of my day is crap. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, let's look at what's, what are all those moments in the morning and what needs to be deleted, you know, and for a lot of people, it's deleting the morning news, which is just a bunch of fear and, and, uh, you know, worry that you just turned in and turned on to like the first thing. And I said, well, get that out of there, you know, journal or, or write or, you know, just be still with your partner or your, t- your children for a minute, you know. Um, so to me, it's like just breaking down days into those smaller pieces gives us a little more and I'm air quoting here, control or the feeling of being in control about how that unfolds. Yes. Don't you find that when you start your day with stillness, meditation, which again, it's a discipline that I'm not always great at, but I do know that it's important. It seems as though the day just goes so much more smoothly. Mm -hmm. And, And I feel like it makes time for us somehow. Like there's more time in the day when I do that. I don't know how that works. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's because you're you're tuning into what is important and you kind of let the universe take care of some of the details. Yeah. Of what's yeah. not. What have been some of your most memorable moments? Can you can you recall any that really stand out? And I I mean there are always the big ones in life, but sometimes it's just you know, um I interviewed Gloria Steinem and I said, um, what makes you happy? And she said she, it was really interesting. She said, um I, it's nothing nothing specific that makes me happy. It's not like 
buying something or doing something or being with someone. It's like moments of joy that come up sort of spontaneously. And I just say to myself, hmm, I'm really happy. And like, <laughs> for some reason, those moments, I do that too. And for some reason, those moments can stand out. A lot of times they're associated with running because <laughs> I, I love a runner's high. I'm sort of, that's my addiction, oh, yeah. runner's high. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Are there any moments that really stand out for you that that are simple and do you know what one I'll, I'll just share the one that came up right when you asked the question mm -hmm. was many years ago I took um, some time off a little break and I went to New Zealand mm -hmm. and it's very desolate there it was very quiet and I did this hike it's called the Abel Tasman uh, part Abel Tasman is the park and there's a trail that goes along the coast and I had this like crazy idea and I, I wasn't even really prepared for it. I, I think I kind of had like, you know, someone over my shoulder, like looking out for me, but <laughs> I decided I would do this like four day hike and you have to hike uh, in the middle of nowhere, like in, in nothing. And there's like these little huts that you make it to at night. And what I found um, was it was almost like kind of a spiritual experience because I was alone for so long that it was like my senses were really heightened. I I, I like the trees seemed greener and the water seemed bluer mm. and the flowers smelt more. And I just thought it was like really just this interesting place to be alone for, for so long. It was just, I'd never been not alone. You know, most of us um, are alone for four days, you know, and, and being outside, I mean, you can kind of hole up in your house, I suppose, but um, yeah. so, so that's what popped in for me. And I don't know why I just reflecting on it. I can still remember it was so green and so blue. And I just thought, Hmm, like, you know, was it, was it the absence of other people or was it just the fact that I had taken four days out to focus on that, that really made it so vivid? Well, I feel like nature provides such a great backdrop anyway. So it kind of is conducive to those spiritual uh, moments, mm -hmm. but, I, but yeah, just um, taking that time out sometimes heightens the awareness and, and yeah, I love those moments. They're just mm. so, so amazing. Let's talk about the importance of self-care and why don't we give ourselves enough of it? I mean, gosh, there's it's, so it's much more sometimes. we can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I, I, I it's a good question. You know, I went, I, I, I mentioned earlier, I was, I spent almost two years in a work environment that made me sick, mm -hmm. you know, that made me ill. So clearly, you know, I, I appreciate the, the struggle. I think... I think that the, our culture, unfortunately, now at this time is so busy and we all have kind of puffed ourselves up with obligations that it feels like guilt when we say, you know what, I'm I'm really, really tired and I'm going to sleep in an hour tomorrow on Saturday or I'm just having a little hard time and I'm going to have a little, you know, spa bath and here at home and a candle and read a book and then a glass of wine and off to bed you know and there seems to be a tendency to feel guilty about those things and so what I think we need to do is to continue to have conversations like you and I are having to say like you know no that's not true uh, life can be a little rough going at sometimes and even when it is good going it's totally okay and you don't have to feel guilty about taking a minute for yourself because only you can truly look after yourself. And we need everybody who's listening to this and everybody who's not listening to this to look after themselves so that we can all look out for each other. That is so true. You know, that's a mindset that that sort of sense of martyrdom or sacrifice. It's a mindset that goes back to 
probably the ancient days. And and I agree. I mean, what is wrong with taking care of ourselves with saying no every once in a while and, and sitting in a bath with a candle? I mean, and these things don't have to be elaborate or expensive. They can be they can be our precious time. I like that. I like these discussions because it re- it's such a good reminder, you know, especially yeah. for moms. I think moms are so underappreciated and, and now it's the holiday season. So we have so many things to do and on top of work and kids and household duties and oh my gosh, I think a massage. Yeah should be in every mom's stocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, so we give out all moms permission right now yeah. to find someone to help you so you can go have a massage. <laughs> so what are some more examples on your website that uh, give us some good ideas for self-care? Um, well, one thing I really am a big advocate of, and you just mentioned it as meditation, I've become a total meditation junkie lately. Oh, tell and, me. Inspire and, me. <laughs> yeah, well, um, what I found and what I um, created, I did I did some little MP3s of three-minute meditations. And my inspiration for that was I wanted to see if people could chill out and feel a little more reset and balanced while their cup of tea was steeping. You know, because mm-hmm. we have a tea, tea line, and we can talk about that later. But what a great uh, I wanted, idea. Yeah, I wanted to do this meditation experiment because I'm, like, totally into it, and I can't do it for three minutes. I want to be down there for, like, half an hour. But... I had a lot of friends, you know, who were who were tired of hearing me going on the meditation train and said, hey, help me get into this. So I did these three minute things and I sent them and there's a morning, middle of day and evening one. And I sent them to them and I said, hey, try these and tell me what you think. And people were like raving and having really good results, like feeling more relaxed, um, you know, having better um, relationships at work, you know, kind of backing off aggressiveness. And I thought, well, well. You know, this is a great example. Three minutes. People are stopping everything for three minutes and their day entirely changes. So um, so what I want to illustrate there is, is it's not about how much time, but like what and the intention behind it. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that is daunting about meditation is that people believe you have to sit there for an hour and and you really don't. I, I even believe in walking meditation. I, th- I do, too. I yeah. do, too. That I used to be really into that. Um, I still am. And I actually think nature, nature for me is self-care, like going on a walk. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm kind of stuck on my desk all day, I will, I will really try to break free <laughs> and get on a walk. Cause it's just yeah. the fresh air, the change of scenery is really invigorating and kind of just makes me feel like, you know what, this, all this hard work and all this stuff going on is totally worth it because I can get to experience these other things too mindful mindful walking hey you should send me though send me links or i'll i'll look on your website and maybe i can post them on the happy healthy you page also because i think my my listeners would appreciate your meditations as well i will i will um how about some rituals and routines i love the idea of a ritual in fact i have i have my own meditation room it's actually my living room i call it the meditation room i tell everybody else it's a living room in my meditation room, I have a little altar where I have a candle and I have a piece of wood that I actually got in Sedona and I put flowers there and sometimes a picture of somebody I might want to remember to pray for or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I love the idea of a ritual and creating a space for a ritual. What? Let's talk about some rituals and routines that can help us find happiness yeah, I'm a big, you know, if there's no, anything else as a takeaway, I'm a big believer in, in getting into 
rituals. And this is a good time of year because uh, we have a lot of rituals in our society this time of year, lighting trees, um, you know, going to see lights, um, special beverages, you know, eggnogs and mm -hmm. mulled wines and, you know, this kind of thing. So a lot of us probably handed down from our parents um, do have rituals that we do every Christmas season. And I, I say that intentionally because I want people to see that ritual is not just a religious thing or a mm -hmm. spiritual thing. It doesn't have to be that, you know, you're, you're praying and, you know, sacrificing blood to Lakshmi or something, you know, it's not necessary. <laughs> uh, rituals to me is something totally different. Um, I go back to the, to the true open meaning of a ritual, which is just something that happens on a regular basis. And then I add my comma to it, which is something that happens on a regular basis that you really look forward to. Yeah. So, so um, for, for me, for example, I have a set time every week where I journal. I journal a little bit, you know, after meditations, but I have kind of a set time that I do that. And I really look forward to it because it's always great ideas and things kind of popping out of there. But, um, you know, for people listening, like your, your ritual could be like Taco Tuesdays. That could be a ritual. I love it. it. Taco Tuesday <laughs> ritual. <laughs> where, that could be sacred. <laughs> yeah, where it's like everyone knows that you're going to all get together as a family or friends. Yes. And you're going to all have a food that you really like and look forward to. And it, that's all it has to be. And so I really encourage people to, outside of Christmas, look for things that you can incorporate either every week, um, every month, or, you know, every, you know, however often it works for you. And, and, and that can be rituals with yourself, rituals with your friends that you're trying to, you know, really um, establish more of a connection with or your family. Kids love rituals. Kids just love it. It gives them that sense of security. It's something that they can go back to. And, and you know, it's interesting. I Christmas Carol, I, I, I sing with this acapella group at Christmas time. And every year we go to uh, several different nursing homes. And not every year, but many years, I have gotten the Alzheimer's wards. And I will go in uh, and sing with these people that are at different levels of dementia and Alzheimer's. And one of the things that they never forget are the Christmas carols and the, the, the hymns and, and even the prayers is what they say. So the rituals mm. stay with you. It's a different part of the brain or something. I, I don't know the, um, the science behind it, but apparently there's, there's a part of the brain that remembers and retains the rituals and the, um, I guess things with that deep spiritual essence Mm -hmm. So it's pretty mm -hmm. interesting. I'm I'm always floored by that. You know, these people can't remember anything, but they sing along with us to Silent Night. You know, and some of it's, them are moved to tears. So it's really it's moving. really interesting, and it really highlights that there's a lot more to to what happens around us than we we know with know about. Truly, truly. Yeah. Let's talk about tea because I when I think of like being gentle and slowing down and appreciating things, I think of tea, and I. I'm a big fan of tea. <laughs> and um, in fact, have you ever read anything by Greg Braden? He is awesome. I haven't. I haven't. He is I like, he's like one of those guys that brings science and spirit together. He, is a sci he has a science background. And one book, I heard him speak about one of his recent books, Deep Truth, which is amazing. And he talked- Oh, I've seen, I have heard of that. Deep so, yeah. Truth, yeah. yeah. And he talked about how tea- was one of the things that sort of is a common ground amongst so many cultures, tea and music. 
they're the things that can bring us peace on earth. And I thought that was interesting because <laughs> I had never thought about tea that way. But when you think of like a practice that is done all, all over the world, really, um, you yeah. think of tea. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know. It's yeah, so, and it's like 5,000 years old. Exactly. It's, it's such a gentle thing. sort of, and you can create a ritual around tea. So let's talk about the different things that are great, the healing powers of tea and why did you choose tea for your for your business? Um, well, I have a love for tea, of course. Uh, I think you kind of have to to be jumping into that pond. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it just seemed like the obvious fit. You know, I'm creating this community and I'm a, an online publisher that asks people to slow down for a second. So why not provide people with the perfect pairing for doing that? Um, so it may seem a little crazy that like a blog, you know, or website sells tea, uh, but to me, it might make sense. And the thing I do love about tea is that it's very unique and that you cannot rush it. Yeah. You know, if it says that the tea needs to steep for three to five minutes, it has to steep for three to five minutes. You can't, you can't accelerate it, which I'm sure technology and science is trying to do that. But I, I have a feeling that they will be unsuccessful <laughs> for a while. <laughs> it's just not right. What's the best way to enjoy tea, do you think? Tell, teach me how to slow down and use my tea as an opportunity to become more mindful and mm. appreciate Great. Yeah, that's a great question. So I would start with getting yourself a glass teapot so that you can see the colors. Oh, what a great idea. Okay. I actually, you know, like I have, I just said tea now, it's gone, I've finished. But um, since it's just me here in the office, I have a French press. And a French press is wonderful for tea. It's clear, you know, so you can see the mm -hmm. colors and see how it changes as it's steeping. But also it's just, it, it's just small and it's easy to clean. So I like it for that purpose. But you can also just get a glass teapot that has an infuser in the middle. That's that little, um, usually steel cylinder with the small holes. And I will tell people, you can also use the balls, the tea balls. But I find a lot of times they're not big enough for the tea. So, so I really prefer you to get a glass teapot that has a nice big, um, it's called an infuser, the part where the tea goes, yes. or you can use a French press. I have seen those. I'm going to ask for one for Christmas. I think that's a good oh, idea. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I think Santa can rustle one of those up uh, for sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> and then, so then your next step is you got to get a cute mug. Oh, mugs are incredibly important. <laughs> oh, right. So it can be fun, happy. It can have a, um, a reinforcing statement. So mine here right now says, um, cherish the journey. Cherish the journey. That's beautiful. I've been using yeah. my big fat Christmas mugs because I really like how big they are. But I also have one of my favorites and it says happy and it's yellow. <laughs> oh, so, nice. I love so it. See, yeah, it's reinforcing. I just got one. Um, and it's, it's a Christmas mug. You know, I, I wonder if Christmas mugs are bigger in general, but I just love it because it's, it feels massive. Yes. It's like, yeah. It's all this stuff and it's just got blue, different color of blue snowflakes. It's just, it's cheesy, but I just like, oh, this is so fun. Like, yeah. I just love yeah. To use this. Mugs are, mugs are just so important. I mean, just the feel of the mug in your hand and the warmth and the, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then the last step I would advise, uh, and this is where people need to kind of choose your own adventure. But I think writing is really good. Um, a pencil and paper with a cup of tea is a great opportunity to um, clear your mind. You could, if you're just feeling like you really need to be productive, you can make a list or kind of think about things that you've forgotten to do or need to do or looking forward to do. But I think pens and paper is really good for 
for the maximum tea experience. I love that idea. Okay, so can I just give like a little shameless promotion? So with my book, (laughs) with my book, I'm dying to read. Back to Happy. So so I wrote this book, Back to Happy, and all the everything is just about inspiration with me. The last few months, I don't know, it's just coming through. So I had this inspiration one day that I wanted to do a journal, and so I created a companion, sort of a companion book. it's called gratitude grace and god things and this is like the perfect thing to have with my cup of tea so you sit down and you do sort of this theological or spiritual reflection exercise and it's just a or you can just it's just a regular journal but it's a beautiful cover and it's i'm so excited i can't wait for it to come out because i want to use it so fun you have to tell me when the this is out i want i will i will i'm kind of a journal addict but it, and, and I used to be a journal addict and I would not use them. I like just the feeling of having them I at know. my fingertips. I and know. I finally said, okay, you need to walk your talk. You need to start <laughs> using your journals and appreciating them. Do you so have- now I do have nice journals and I use them. I use them and I appreciate them and I thank them for being so nice. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. I have so many journals and I just like at some point I'm just going to have to like put them all in a box because I start them and then I start another one and yeah but they're like mugs to me like we were talking about the mugs the beautiful (laughs) journals so okay but I digress I can digress with you this is so fun talking to you (laughs) so getting back to the tea I think tea is a great gift and I noticed on your website that you you do have some opportunities for us to give tea can you talk about that a little bit in case somebody's interested in in uh, giving the gift of tea this holiday season Uh or I can. Yeah. Thank you for asking. And we do have, if you just go to Plum Deluxe, there's a very prominent link that says tea, so you can't miss it. And we just put up gift certificates. So if you're not sure what someone likes, if you're not sure if they're into caffeine or not, you can do a gift certificate and, um, you know, kind of gift without worries, let them choose their own. But if you want someone to have a tea, you know, under the tree. Oh, that rhymed. That was fun. Ah. Um, <laughs> the thing, to, the thing, main thing to think about is, um, do they want caffeine or not? That's usually where I start because you want to just be careful if people are sensitive or. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if they're an evening tea drinker, and usually you can worm your that way into your conversation without letting them on to what you're up to. Oh yeah, you can be um, tricky. But then I, I think um, a shameless plug, since um, that's our theme here in the end of the conversation. Why not? Um, Why not? <laughs> um, Plum Deluxe teas are very unique in that we start with intentions before we make any kind of tea. So, for example, my, one of my first teas that we made was the Reading Nook blend. And I wanted to create a tea that was very well suited for curling up in the, in, on the sofa reading a book or writing your next novel. So I felt like it had to be caffeinated and yet calming. So that was what kind of led to that blend. Oh. We also have the self-care blend that's um, not caffeinated, and that's actually a very good tea to buy for gifts because it's gentle, it's really flavorful, it's fun. And who doesn't want to ha- ha- be handed a little self-care, you know? <laughs> like, Absolutely. You know, like, please take care of yourself. So that's some, some you know, kind of guide- guidance to get started in that. And uh, finally, let's talk a little bit about the physical uh, healing benefits of tea because I, I'm really into my green tea. Uh, this past, I gave up coffee for a week uh, which Whoa. I know, and it was fine. Actually, I, I'm not sure. I, I thought I was drinking decaf green tea, but I, I never had a headache. And I've been drinking coffee in the morning with my husband for a long time. But, um, but I really like green tea, and I know it has a lot of benefits, but there are other teas also. Can you speak to that a little bit? I can. Um, you know, something about the caffeine 
um, I've been to several um, places and had very, very old Chinese teas like pu'ers and these old growth forest teas. You know, they usually have the word magical in them. And uh, I found that the, the, a very, very high quality tea, the caffeine will not affect you. So you can have that in the evening and you can still sleep. Mm, okay. And I, I have not come across the research that explains that. And I've kind of just left it as like, it is what it is. And I'm going to just know that. Okay. <laughs> but um, so you mentioned green tea and that's, I think, what people know the most. And, it, you know, green tea is the least processed of tea. You know, it doesn't go through much oxid- oxidization. Um, so it has, you know, the full power, for lack of a better word, of, of a tea plant. So that's always a good one. There's tons of studies about it. Um Lots of health claims, some substantiated, some not. But I think a lot of this, I think, like, if you feel like it's giving you powers, then it will. So that's what I think about it. But apart from green, uh, there are some pretty good studies about black tea. Now, you need to go for organic tea. Um, I know I sell organic, so I may sound biased. But honestly, folks, if you're going to take um, an herb and put boiling water onto it, that's like the perfect way to expunge and release any chemicals that are in it. So I think not having organic tea is bad news. I just think it's bad news. Mm, so Okay, good to know. So if, yeah, so so if you can, you don't have to buy my tea. You can buy your local teas too. Um, but go for organic so there's no pesticides. That's the big thing. Okay. But um, black teas do have some good research, especially about antioxidants, which can help, you know, with cancer and things. So, so black teas are not so bad. A lot of people are, would, would probably say they're the least... Um, healing, but I don't necessarily think so. I think they're all just different and they're all, you know, the tea plant, it it has some healing properties, but I'm really into herbals. I got into herbal teas first. So it's kind of like my first love and I'm always putting them in my blends because I like all the properties that they have. So um, for example, calendula is one that's kind of in vogue now, especially here in Portland. And it's a member of the marigold family, but it actually has tons of healing properties. It's anti-inflammatory. It, um, it's, it pulls out toxins. It does all these crazy things. Um, that, and it tastes good too. So that's um, really helpful. You know, hibiscus is um, anti-inflammatory. Um, there's a tea called rooibos, which a lot of people might be familiar with it when they see a, a red tea. And it's not a tea. It's actually a bush, but we call it tea, just like we call it herbal teas, tea, even though they're technically called a tisane. And rooibos, because it's a bush, it actually has, um, it's like electrolyte properties. So Mm. if you're drinking a tea that has rooibos in it, like our self-care blend, for example, it's almost like drinking a sports drink. You know, it kind of has that same, you know, rejuvenation property. So so I'm not a physician. (laughs) I don't have a medical degree. So I'm not going to promise you any particular results with any tea, but I do truly, truly believe uh, to my core that any kind of tea that you drink and incorporate into your routine can provide you with a lot of antioxidant, nutritious, rich values, not to mention just the mental piece of slowing down for a second and feeling that, you know, it feels good, right? A good cup of tea, iced or hot, either one feels good, so... It sure does. And it's a mind, body, spirit experience. So I love it. Thank you so much, Andy Hayes, for coming on the podcast and introducing yourself to our Happy Healthy You audience. I hope you'll come back and we can talk about your next adventures. And I hope people will go to your website and check out. There's so much to offer about living a a life that 
is just what I'm looking for. Appreciation, the preciousness of every moment. And thank you so much for the good work that you're doing. Oh, you're very welcome. And thanks thanks for this really just invigorating conversation. Enlightening, I can't wait to come... invigorating, yes. yes. <laughs> I can't wait to come back after I've used, read your book and been using your journal so we awesome. can talk about, talk more about happy. Would you? Would you? That would be awesome. I would abs absolutely awesome. I would. Of okay, I would. give us your website one more time and then we'll we'll go and drink some tea. <laughs> sure, it's Plum, P-L-U-M, Deluxe, D-E-L-U-X-E.com. PlumDeluxe.com. Awesome. Thank you, Andy. Happy holidays. Bye, everyone. Thank you. <laughs>